What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. Obviously, by now, you have probably put together that I do not have a co-host, but if I did have a co-host, I would start each episode by saying, hello, co-host. How are you today? What's your vibe? In which my co-host would probably answer something along the lines of, you know, I'm great, Liz. I'm a little bit tired, but... I'm on my third cup of coffee and another day, another dollar. How are you, Liz? And then I would answer and say, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm hyped because this is a Thursday that we're recording this on and Taylor Swift's new album comes out at midnight, which is not a coincidence that it's called Midnights. So right now the energy is high, but tomorrow morning I'm expecting to feel uh, drowsiness. Definitely for sure, but can't complain. Like you said, another day, another dollar. But I don't have a co-host, so those conversations don't happen, and that's not how we start this podcast, but today it is. Just for today it is. So my computer likes to do this thing, and and my computer is a year old. I'm using my work laptop because we're allowed to use it for personal stuff sometimes, Um, or not sometimes, it's really just what we do with it, but not the point. It is a year old, so I got it when I started, like a year and a half, whatever. And it just decides when it wants to not accept USB inputs anymore. Like, I have two monitors, um, and as we speak, the the second monitor just disconnected and went black when I touched literally nothing. So, like, I I don't know. This thing has a mind of its own. It'll decide with my keyboard, too. Um, At home, I don't have a Bluetooth keyboard whatever, don't come at me. Um, At my office I do, so I have a USB keyboard here. And it'll just eject itself out of nowhere. I'll hear the disconnect thing and I'm like, what? Like literally what did I do to cause this? Same thing with my microphone, also USB connect. And sometimes it just decides that it doesn't want to connect to my microphone. Microphone light will be on, The computer says, no, ma'am, nope, you can't speak through that today. And I just don't understand it. I don't know why my USB ports just decide to not do their thing. And I could go to IT about it, but I feel there are limited things that make me feel, oh, my God. Hold on. Side note, I feel like every time I happen to have time to record this, I have my dad's dog, and I love her to death, but she just must make noises. Do you hear her? She's growling right now. So I apologize for that. Back to what I was saying. There are minimal things that make me feel more dumb than going to IT. And I know that they don't expect me to know how to do this stuff and, like, fix my computer, but they just do it so easily. And I'm like, yeah, bro, like... Of course, like, yeah, no, easy fix. Yeah, dude, yeah. And then I'll go back upstairs. My friends at work will be like, oh, what'd they do? And I'm like, fuck it if I know. I have no fucking clue. I gave them my computer. I said, sir, this is what's going on. The sir fixed it while I dilly-dallied on my cellular device. And then he handed it back to me and said, fix. And I said, thank you. You're appreciated. Honestly, I th- IT people need more rec- more recognition and like 
not respect, but like, like we need to show more gratitude on a regular basis to IT people because our, our modern society would literally crash and burn without them. And I simply don't have the patience to try and figure out that kind of stuff. So yeah, if you work in the IT field, props to you. Seriously, you rock. Maybe I'll get somebody, I'm going to try and get somebody who works in IT on this podcast just so I can pick their brain because I would just love, I would just love to know. Oh, anyway though, like I said, it's Thursday and normally I try and record these a little bit later, like Saturday, Sunday, just so I can get like my full uh, week recap in. But this Saturday is Rutgers homecoming and it dawned upon me that I am probably going to want to do absolutely nothing on Sunday, but die in a hole. Um, hungover. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to try and hold my shit together on Saturday and hydrate, but it'll probably just be another shit show. And I can see myself feeling very ill on Sunday. So that's why we're recording this today. Um, and, and today was quite the day. Let me tell you, I am with the dog. Like I said, you can hear her sometimes. Um, but I'm by myself. So my mom was at my grandpa's and then going to work. So it was just me. And I take the dog out to go to the bathroom before I left for work this morning. So it's like 640-ish. Yeah. And I, silly Liz, had I had forgotten that my dad told me last night that Chloe should be well fed because he fed her a shit ton of chicken. I don't know what qualifies as a shit ton of chicken. I don't know. I listen. It goes in one ear. It goes out the other. Anyway, me and Chloe are la-la-lying about on the grass this morning. Girl won't poop. I'm like, Miss Chloe, do you understand that I'll be gone for quite some time um, and that it would be in your best interest to go to the bathroom now and do number two? And she doesn't respond because she's a dog. But I'm going to assume in her head, she's probably like, now I'm good because she did not poop. I said, okay, ma'am, I got to go. We go inside. I gave her a little kiss on the head, put her in her crate, and I go to work. I'm sitting there in my office in the deafening silence. And I'm thinking to myself, why do I feel like I'm going to come home and be so excited to just get ready and go to the gym? Because side note, I normally go straight to the gym from work, but I decided to go, I would go home first since somebody has to let the dog out. She can't just stay in her crate until 8 p.m. Um, so anyway, I'm thinking, well, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be so excited to go home and get ready for the gym. But something tells me that this dog is going to shit in her crate and I'm going to have to give her a bath because she's a psychospaz and she's probably going to make a mess of it. So I don't know. I had this this gut-wrenching instinct feeling all day. I get in my car. I go home. I'm so happy to see her. She's so happy to see me. I'm like, hi, Chloe. How are you? Hi. She just turned her head because I said that. Um, and then I see it. A massive, massive pile of number two outside of her crate. So I'm like, either one of two things happened here, and I'm not gonna ex- I'm not gonna explain my two theories on how it ended up outside the crate, but you can make your own. So I go to clean it up, 
and I notice that there's another pile in the back. And I'm like, oh man. But I feel bad because I'm like, okay, like you were stuck in your crate, like you poor thing. You just had to go to the bathroom. I'm so sorry that I had to go to work and be a responsible adult. Ugh. Um, so I'm cleaning all, I'm cleaning up that stuff. I could tell she feels bad. I clean it up, I throw it out, and then I go to get her bedding to put it in the wash. I lift up her bedding. Surprise! There's another pile underneath her bedding in this one. This one was smooshed because she put her little behind, I guess, on it over, like, it was under her bedding, so she didn't, like, touch it. But I was like, oh, thank you so much for leaving me another one. Now I have to clean that one up, too. So I clean that up. I, I like, spray everything down with, like, multi-surface disinfectant cleaner or whatever. I go upstairs. I go to put her stuff in the laundry machine. I put it in. We're all good. I put my sneakers on. And I go, okay, let's go outside. I round the corner. She's in front of the door. Doing the act once again. Doing the act once again in another large pile. And I said, oh, man. Oh, man. I was just about to take you out. And you really couldn't hold it? So that's how I spent my afternoon, which honestly made my hamstrings and glutes day a little bit more. Uh, my heart rate was pumping a little bit more. I had a little fuel to that fire today. But yeah, I, I get the three this morning when you were stuck in your crate, but like I was going to take you out. And so I tell my dad, my dad's like, oh, yeah. Remember I told you I gave her a shit ton of t- chicken. And I'm like, sir, kindly never feed her that much chicken again in your life and then drop her off at my place because I've never seen an animal I I've truly never seen an animal that wasn't like that didn't have a stomach bug release that much from its body in one day and I know that this is a gross story but I I I suffered through that cleanup today and I simply could not keep that to myself um so I had to share it but I I've been having a whirlwind of a week. Work itself has just been kicking my ass a little bit. Um, uh, the week coming back from having PTO will always kick your ass. It just simply doesn't matter what you do. It will kick your ass. Uh, but last night I was sitting with a dog and I had brought her back to my house pretty late. So I wanted to stay up with her for a little bit. So maximize our time together, you know? So naturally I put on Grey's Anatomy because that's what I do. That is what I do. Which, side note, I'm on season 17 now. It's sickening, I know. I think my first episode I said I was on season 13. So, yeah, I've been I've been consuming quite a lot. Uh, but I'm going to be talking about season 17. It's the 2020, it's like the COVID stuff. So if you have not watched season 17, just fast forward like two or three minutes or so. <sighs> I was sobbing last night in my bed. And I don't cry at movies and TV shows. I haven't cried ever watching The Notebook. I've seen it a million times. I didn't cry in The Fault in Our Stars. Uh, I refuse to watch Marley and Me. I just simply won't do it. The only thing, the, the only thing that I can recall myself like truly crying at was in Age of Adeline when her dog dies. That really got me. But I, I, I don't really cry. But um, 
I'm at the part where Meredith is in like a coma-like state because she has COVID pretty bad. And Derek comes back. Like Patrick Dempsey comes back to film this episode with her. And they're talking and she's like, I miss you. And I'm like, it just, it. I'm like tearing up talking about this. It transported me back, just transported me back to the days. Um, and then as the episodes progress, it's like, George comes back. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm still not crying. Still haven't cried yet, but I want to. The Derek thing, like, really made me shaky just because, like, fucking Patrick Dempsey came back to film this episode. Why did he have to die? Truly, why did he have to die? Anyway, next episode progresses, and this is where I broke down. It What specifically got me was so Andrew DeLuca, who's quite cute, by the way, gets stabbed trying to do an act of good. He was like, say, like he was trying to catch like a human, like a human trafficker and he gets stabbed and he's all good. Like he wakes up from surgery and I'm like, thank God, because he's quite the looker. Um, and then he goes back, like he, he's coding again, blah, blah, blah. And he shows up on Meredith's little beach, like her little like, uh, perjury, I guess, speech, like when she's like not quite in heaven yet, but she's like kind of dying and she's like, okay, this is like, it's like her gateway. It's literally perjury. Um, and her and Andrew are talking and then he sees his mom and he's like, mama. And he starts running to her. And then like, you know that he's dead. Like they flash, they like show him in real life and he's dead. And he turns back, he's hugging his mom. He turns back at Meredith and just gives her this goodbye wave. And it sent me into tears. Just like, oh my God, I'm going to start crying talking about it. Um, just like, because then I went on his Instagram afterwards and her Instagram, and they had both posted the same selfie of them, like filming the scene on the beach. And he was just like, Ellen, thank you so much for this opportunity. Like, the past seven years have been amazing. And then she posts like the same thing where she's like, you have been nothing but a professional like these past seven years. I can't wait to see you use all the skills you've learned um, out in different projects. So I knew in my heart that that look over his shoulder and that wave was not only Andrew saying, oh my God, I'm going to cry. was not only Andrew saying goodbye to Meredith. But Giacomo, the actor, saying goodbye to Ellen Pompeo and to his time on Grey's. And I lost my shit and just started sobbing. I've just, I've invested way too much time into this show. And it's, I'm, I'm deep enough now where when, when my characters depart, oh my God. Because when Derek died, first of all, I kind of knew it was coming. So like I was prepared um, and he didn't have that like good, like it was their look. It was the look, like the eye contact and then the wave that just sent me over the fucking edge. Um, and I was bawling my eyes out at like 1130 PM last night. Um, so yeah, I think that says a lot about <laughs> where my mental state is right now. I'm just feeling, I'm feeling sappy. That's how I'm feeling. I don't want to waste any more time though. I just rambled on for quite a while. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. 
All right. So you can probably tell that my voice sounds a little bit different now than it did in the intro. Um, I know I had said in the intro that I was recording on a Thursday um, because I didn't want to record now on Sunday after homecoming, which is what I'm exactly what I'm doing. But after I had already recorded the intro, I realized that I wanted to wait until after midnight's by Taylor Swift came out so I could talk about that with you guys this week because it would just it would just be a lost opportunity if I did not. So as a consequence um, of discussing midnights, you will have to deal with my raspy voice for just this one day. But I don't know. Some people say raspy voices are kind of hot. So we're just going to go with, with that for today. But I did have a fun weekend at homecoming and obviously I have a problem which I think most New Jerseyans do, of insisting on yelling in their mouth when there's alcohol in my system. Hence the voice. Um, Anyway, though, if you've been following along for the past few weeks, I have been using the weekly recap section to give like three lowlights and three highlights of my week. But I was doing a little thinking and I thought that would be what would be more beneficial to you guys is if instead of doing my recap that way, I'm just going to choose one non-health and fitness related highlight and one health and fitness related highlight um, to share with you guys each week. Just because one, this is my podcast and I do like to talk about my life. (laughs) And two, uh, I, I feel like it's a really good practice to vocalize out loud like your accomplishments. Um, so hopefully you guys can follow in suit and challenge yourself to pick out like your one fitness related uh, goal or accomplishment or highlight of the week. And it could really be even the smallest thing. So hopefully my my goals and, and stuff inspires you as well. I should also say before we get too far into this, I mentioned this on my story and I probably should have mentioned it in the intro, but I did create a blog section to my website My website is just www.liftswithliz.com. And each week I will be posting like a little blog post recap of what we went over in that week's podcast. Like last week I had written down all the uh, Miami like food and gym, like restaurants and gyms that I've been to and the books that I had mentioned. So you guys have it all in actual writing. Um, But you can also comment and talk with each other and so it's kind of like a nice little little forum I suppose so I will be uh recapping all this on the blog and if you have questions or just want to put your input in I am always here to hear people's two cents so you could definitely go over to that part of my site and we can we can blog I suppose also am I being narcissistic right now or does my voice kind of sound like Brooke from One Tree Hill. I'm totally blanking on the actress's name now and I shouldn't. I know it's Sophia Bush. Um, Am I just being narcissistic or do I kind of sound like Sophia Bush right now? (laughs) I think I sound like like Sophia Bush right now and I'm going to ride that out and channel my inner Brooke Davis. Thank you very much. Okay, now we're going to get into what you actually came here for. All right, non-fitness related highlight for the week. Technically, this isn't really something that I accomplished, um, 
But my highlight, like one of the best things that has happened this week is Midnight's being released by Taylor Swift. I don't care if you're not the biggest Taylor Swift fan. Like you don't have to like her voice. You don't have to like her music. But you have to acknowledge that she is a damn good songwriter and poet. If you like were to just take her lyrics and read them as a poem, they're absolutely beautiful either inspiring, empowering, or heartbreaking and, and like glass shattering. Um, she released, so the original version had 13 songs. And then at three o'clock in the freaking morning when I was fast asleep, she said, surprise motherfuckers, I'm releasing another version with seven bonus songs. Uh, so naturally I've been listening to all that stuff on repeat. Um, I like I like it. I think that Red probably still holds at, holds as my favorite Taylor Swift album, but her songs will never fail to make you feel some type of way. And it's so I've been saying this my whole life. It's so crazy how she manages to write things specific but vague enough that I feel like she's directly talking about my life. Just. That's one of the reasons why I really love her so much. Um, a lot of drama has been stirring about because one of the songs, it's what have, should have, could have, what have, could have, should have, some one of those orders. Uh, let's see. Now, of course, it's not going to load. Go to album. What have, could have, should have. Okay, that's what it is. What have, could have, should have is about John Mayer. Um the little hints that kind of give it away. She talks about being 19 and uh, in Dear John, she mentions like she was also 19 at the time that she was dating, dating, dating John Mayer. So kind of has to be about him. Um, and a lot of people I've seen are like making comments like, get over it. Like it's been years. Like why does she have to resurface this? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think it's important to remember a few things. In that type of situation. One, she did announce when she announced this album that Midnight's was a compilation of songs that she have has come up with or jot, jotted down the base of in the middle of the night over years of her life. So this is, this we don't know. I, I don't think she's come out and said anything. We don't know if this was a song that she wrote a month ago or was this a song that she wrote back in... 2011 or whatever when she dated John Mayer and it's just been sitting there in the back pocket because it's been too dark for her to put on a different album. I don't know. We don't know. Um, and this might have been a song that came on the Speak Now, like from the vault. Like that's what she said that these, those songs, that's another thing. That's another point, I guess. She said that those bonus songs on the 3 a.m. edition, which would have, could have, should have is one of them is her like in the vault basically version like songs um with the new albums that she's been recording she's been doing this in the vault thing where she pulls out new songs and like actually records them that she was considering putting on the original album so they're like from that time period so she's basically alluding to the fact that these songs are old these are her vault songs um and the third i think most important thing is 
It is literally her job to write about her life and make money off of it. And it really hasn't failed her yet. Her songs are a success. So we write what we know. That's the thing. That's like what they tell you in language arts class. That's what they tell like all writers. Write what you know. And her life and her experiences are what she knows. And she was obviously traumatized by it. So it's very dismissive, I think, for people to be like, get over it, move on. I would assume she probably is over it. But still, it's her life, her experiences, and that's what her job description really is. Write about your life and make some damn money off of it. <laughs> um, that was my little rant because that's been, that's been sitting in me. That's been just marinating in my gut, and I, and I needed to let that out. Um, but I am – I'm looking at the track list right now, and I'm very curious to hear what your guys' like top three – is if you if you've listened, at least read the lyrics. If you don't like Taylor Swift, at least pick a song and read the lyrics, please. Um, I'm having a very hard time picking a top three, and I'm gonna pick a top three from the original thirteen, not the three AM version because it's just simply too hard. And I think I'm definitely putting vigilante shit on there, definitely. But I also I really like question mastermind and lavender haze like I can't decide which one doesn't make it I think lavender I guess I would have to bump lavender haze out but I really like it so I don't know I found with Taylor Swift stuff like the songs that will cut you the deepest are farther down on the album like she starts off and she wants everybody to hear those first few songs and it sets the tone for the album and that's what people always like they go to an album they click on the first song um, so her hidden gems and her deepest cuts tend to be later on in the album, but that's all I'll really say about Midnight's. I just wanted to give my opinion on which songs are my favorite right now. There's really none of them that I don't like. I think there's some of them that, um, like some of them obviously I think are better than the others, but man, she never fails to impress me. And this is our 10th studio album. That's freaking insane. That is her 10th studio album, not including the stuff that she's re-recorded and all that stuff. So good for her, man. Really, really good for freaking her. But that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's move on to my fitness, health and fitness related highlight for this week. Out of all the things that have happened this week, I've given it a little bit of thought. And my highlight for this week is being able to bench press without any chain chain hello any pain in my chest uh for those of you that haven't been following along um I bruised my chest pretty badly in my car accident over Labor Day or it was the weekend before Labor Day weekend so the end of August um and I guess it must have been the seatbelt or 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 hitting the airbag or both but my chest and my hip bones were really badly bruised Um, And they've been, my hips are still bothering me like a little bit, but they're finally starting to feel like, I I would say I'm almost back to 100% now, like maybe 90%. So I haven't really been bench pressing to my full ability. I tried once like a few weeks ago and I was like, oh, too much pain, like can't do this. Um, So I've either been doing like a pin press or I've been doing like very, very light weight. So that weight's not really like the bar isn't really putting pressure on my chest. You know, it's like my hands can really hold the pressure. Um, 
so this week, I don't know, I was feeling good. I warmed up. I think I was, I had a lot of adrenaline from the work day, honestly. Um, but I was like, all right, Liz, your chest is feeling better. We don't necessarily like chest day. We find it boring, but we got to do it and we got to get back to it. So I attempted, I attempted first set. I felt good. And then I banged out the rest. Right? So I did a full five sets. I think I did five sets of three. Uh, I'm still working on my strength. Don't come at me. <laughs> I took a, two months off. Okay. Okay. <sighs> but I did my full sets um, without any pain. So after that, I did like a single arm, like incline chest press. And I think that that was a little bit too much, like the isolation on one side, but I'm back in the bench press game, baby. And my body is healing which is what I'm, what is important. My body is finally starting to heal and get back to normal. So that's a huge, I think that's a huge accomplishment for myself, really. So I don't know. Think it, so, so that's my accomplishment. I'm rambling now because I lost my train of thought. But I want you guys to try and challenge yourself. You can tell me if you want to tell me. I'm here to listen. You could write it down in a journal or you could just think it to yourself and keep it in your brain. But try and think of one highlight from like one health or fitness related highlight that you accomplished this or highlight from this week. Because I think it's so important to fill yourself, fill yourself with positive energy, not only that, but remind yourself of your accomplishments. It's so important to do that. And if you do it to yourself, like it's not narcissistic, it's, it's, it's just for the good of your mental health, it's good to remind ourselves the things that we accomplish, because I think it fuels us to be able to do and accomplish more. You know, it's kind of cheesy, but you know what I'm saying. All right, this one's a good topic today. I think you guys are going to be interested. Uh, I actually, this was asked, uh, somebody asked me on Instagram if I could use this as one of the topics. So here I am doing the damn thing. Um, today we are going to discuss dating and flirting and all that kind of stuff in regards to the gym and what, what, what are the expectations? What are the norms? What is considered appropriate? What is considered inappropriate? What makes people comfortable? What makes them uncomfortable? All of that. We're laying down the law, this podcast, um, and again, I am, what I'm going to go through in this segment is based on myself, um, just things that I've heard from my friends too. Uh, so I cannot speak for every girl and every boy, obviously. Um, and if, hey, if, some, if you disagree with something personally, like that's totally fine. You, you and I are allowed to, as girls, you know, if that makes sense. Like you can't, a guy can't tell a girl like, no, you shouldn't feel that way, blah, blah, blah. But if I say something and another girl's like, oh, no, like that actually doesn't bother me. Hey, to each its own, man. I'm just going based off of myself. But I wanted to preface that so nobody yells at me. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, talking about like flirting, like meeting somebody in the gym is always such a tough subject because we tend to be attracted to people that have similar interests as us and like yes the gym is no it's a it's a hobby like exercising is a hobby for a lot of people so 
I'm sure that there have been many successful relationships that have started from people meeting at the gym. Nothing against that. But it's also super important to remember that the gym is, um, it's a, it should be a safe space. And it does take a lot of courage from people of both genders to get in the gym. You know, it might be easy for you. Like you might have played sports your whole life or just never had any doubts. Walk into the gym, it's no big deal. Um, but the girl that you're approaching, it might have taken her months to get in there um, because she's been very anxious about it. Um, so it's always just something to keep in mind that not everybody has the same level of comfort as you in the gym, no matter what their facial expressions or body language may give off, you know? I'm going to start off talking about um, body language and what you can pick up on from somebody in the gym as far as like if they're interested or if you like, you know, like just reading the vibes, reading the vibes based off body language. Um, and here are two. So I have two major cues that should send you packing, clean it up, shut the mouth, turn around, let that one go. <laughs> um, the first and the biggest one is whether they're her, like him or her, I'll just say her, whether her headphones are still on. If you go up to someone and their headphones are still on while you're trying to talk, it means that they are not interested. Or if you're talking and they've taken a a headphone off and then they put it back on mid-convo, that means, yeah, I'm done. I want to get back to my workout. Um, I can't really hear (laughs) when people are talking to me and I have my headphones in, but if I'm not trying to engage in conversation with you, my headphones will stay on, on purpose and I'll most likely just respond by being like, oh, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I can't hear shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, if someone had, doesn't take their headphones out for you, <sighs> you got to let that, let that ship sink, buddy. Um, second body language tip, um, I only really came up with two, but the second one, um, you can really tell a lot by a person's facial expressions. And this kind of goes inside and outside the gym, you know, just pick up on people's facial expressions. Do they look uncomfortable? Do they look happy? Do they, are they blushing or do they look like you're, they're pissed off because you're talking to them in the middle of your workout? I don't know. It really could go any way depending on the situation, but pick it like just taking a second to read someone's facial expressions and their body language before diving like way, way into something can save us all a whole lot of trouble, you know? Ugh. But moving on, I have written down three different big no-nos in the gym. Big no-nos. I do not like when this kind of stuff happens to me. Um, I have like three solid ones and then like some tangents to kind of run off on. The first one, I kind of, I, I talked a little bit about this on my very, was it the very first episode of my podcast or the second? It might've been the second. I don't know. But a big, big no-no waiting for someone in the parking lot or waiting for someone um, like to come out of the locker room, something like that is so creepy. I think like waiting for someone and kind of trapping them, especially in the parking lot, is really creepy. Because first of all, like if I'm feeling uncomfortable, then I don't want you to see what vehicle I'm getting into. Um, And depending on where you live in the world, 
for me, like starting this time of year up until, God, like, like March, I guess, like February or March, it gets dark out really early. So by the time I leave the gym, it's pitch black. And for someone to be waiting for me in the parking lot, which I have had happen, really, like, it just sends, sends off all red flags. Even if you're the nicest person, it's like everything that every parent, teacher, advisor has told you to stay away from and not engage in conversation. Um, going back on what I said kind of in the beginning of this segment, it takes a it takes a lot of people like a lot of courage to and and time to make the gym feel like a comfortable spot for them and by like waiting for someone and kind of trapping them into having a conversation with you it's ve- it could it, it's very uncomfortable and it could um ruin someone's perception of the gym and like we we don't want that you know you shoot your shot and if you miss you miss but you don't want to ruin the gym for someone you know um, my second no-no is stopping to have a lengthy chat with someone. I, I'm going to get into the, like, what I think is acceptable, okay, later on. Um, but if you stop and you want to know, like, my life story, I'm going to be severely annoyed <laughs> because I, I'm tired, when I go to the gym and I'm sure that a lot of people feel the same way where it's like you want to get in and out because you want to go home and eat or go to work whatever you're doing after the gym um and also your rest times really do matter you like if you stand to talk and have a five-minute conversation even a two-minute conversation with me you're screwing up my rest times my heart rate is dropping I stop sweating and it just F's with my workout and it's effing with yours too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't think the gym is a place to be having a get to know you type of conversation. Like I, I don't need all the small talk like, oh, where do you live? Like, where are you from? How far are you from here? Oh, do you like have a job? Like, why do you go at night? Oh, what do you do for work? Like, this is not the place for that. It, if I'm interested, then we will somehow exchange contact information and we will proceed from there. Um, oh, I just remembered I, what I wanted to say, Frick, about waiting for someone in the parking lot. Oh, I had this little tangent I wanted to go on and I forgot about it. And now I remembered whatever. Um, so we're going to we're going to rewind. Beep, beep, beep. Back to waiting for someone and trapping them. <laughs> I've had people get on the treadmill next to me. So obviously like I'm on the treadmill and I can't go anywhere. I'm on a machine. And people have come up on the treadmill next to me and asked me on dates before. And I also feel like that's so weird. Think about all the situation. Like before you go and talk to a person, just think about how it can be, like how this action can be perceived. You Like in this guy's head, he's probably like, oh, like great. Like she's just walking on the treadmill. I'll catch her now. But in my head, I'm like, I don't want to go on a date with this guy. And now I feel severely uncomfortable because I have to like say no and then just like turn my head straight and keep walking. And like, I don't like feeling trapped, which I think you guys have picked up by now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we covered that. We covered stopping to have a lengthy chat. Lengthy chats are really annoying to basically everyone. 
um, and kind of coinciding with that, don't make plans with someone in the gym. You know, like if you want to exchange contact information and the person seems interested, okay. But it, it, it makes me personally feel uncomfortable when someone just starts out the conversation of like, I want to, I want to take you out on a date because I don't know you. (laughs) Um, and for guys, like it might not seem like that big of a deal, but for girls, like it's just, sadly it's different. And there's things that we have to look out for and take into consideration just for our own safety. Um, you might be the sweetest guy in the world. You might like volunteer at a soup kitchen every weekend and rescue baby animals. I don't know. But if I don't know you and you're coming up to me, I'm not going to agree to go on a date with you because I don't know you. And you could like, you could be the nicest guy in the world, but you could also lock my body parts up in your trunk later on. (laughs) Um, those are the things that go through my head and it's sad, but, um, I just, I also just don't think that the gym is the time to make plans because you, listen, you might come across the love of your life in the gym. I'm sure it has happened, but everyone's there to work out. You know, I've also like, I've appreciated, like there's been some guys that have come up to me and it's like, I've seen them before. Um, like I, like we've seen each other like every day for the past like month. Cause like, we're like, we're just regulars at the gym at the same time. Um, so that would probably make me feel a little bit more comfortable. But if I'm just seeing your face for the first time and you're coming up to me out of the blue, it's, it's going to make me feel uncomfortable and I'm not going to agree <laughs> to going on a date with you. Um, and I know it sounds bitchy, but I swear I'm not trying to be bitchy. I'm just trying to like give an honest girl's opinion. And th- those are my three, those are the three main things that bother me. And I feel like things kind of stem from that. Like I feel uncomfortable when I feel trapped. I feel uncomfortable when somebody comes on too strong and aggressive anywhere. Um, And I... I'm not here to engage in a long conversation. You want to exchange like contact information. If I'm if I'm up for it, then sure I will. And we'll get to know each other later. But I really just want to get to my workout and then be done with it. You know, I'm sorry. I don't mean I don't I don't want to sound bitchy. So I'm I'm gonna give you guys some of the things that I think um are okay to do in the gym. Because like I said, listen, you might find your soulmate in the gym or your next boyfriend or girlfriend or best friend who knows it's it's definitely possible to make friends in the gym um so how do we go about doing that what are the right ways to approach someone I personally and this is me so you might you might not agree but I personally feel more comfortable when somebody um like opens the conversation with being like hey I know this is like kind of weird or like hey I'm so sorry to bother you during your workout just because they're like, I know that they're going to make it short and sweet that way. Um, And they're acknowledging that like they know that this can be like an uncomfortable thing and they're not trying to do that, you know, which is like, okay, just, just because you say that like you're acknowledging it doesn't mean I won't feel uncomfortable. But personally, I feel like it's just more of like a humane, way to go uh, to go about approaching a girl and making them 
feel more comfortable. And a guy too, you know, if they're, if I had the balls to go up to someone in the gym, I'd probably do the same thing and just be like, hey, uh, I know this is really weird and I'm so sorry to bother you during your workout. Um, but I've seen you around. Uh, I was just wondering, like, I like you have Instagram or Snapchat. Like, I don't want to come off too strong. Um, that's like a good way, I think, to go about it. I also feel like, and I, this is, I, I've kind of bat, like toyed with this idea and like where I stand on it now that I'm like getting older. Um, and that's giving out my phone number. I feel like it's a lot more personal and like scary for me to give out my phone number to someone versus like my Instagram handle or like my Snapchat handle where I just like, you don't have my actual phone number. And I don't really even know if my thinking is like right in that way because social media is so like advanced these days that it's like, it's basically the same, you know? You might actually have more on me from social media than my freaking phone number. Um, but something about it still makes me weird, feel weird. But then on the other side of it, it's like, okay, I'm getting older. Uh, do I really want to like be having a conversation with someone and they're like, oh, what's your Snapchat? And Because then that gives off a weird vibe too. So there's no really winning. I, I don't have... Um, a personal preference, I guess. I guess like if you're going to ask for someone's like contact information, give them the options and let them choose. Like just be like, oh, like I was wondering like, can I get your number or like your Instagram or something? And then they'll respond and probably be like, oh, you could have both. Or like, yeah, I'll give you my number or yeah, I'll give you my Instagram, you know? I think that, okay. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Give them the options so they can give you what they feel comfortable giving information wise because everyone's different. Like I said, it changes for me. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to get my number out. And then I'm like, actually, I don't want to get my social media out. You know? But yeah, so that's that's my first thing. I kind of got, or I guess that's one and two. One, just preface the conversation by acknowledging that you don't want to take up their time and that you're being considerate of them. And two, give them options on what type of like contact information they can provide you with if they want to you know they say no they say no and that's we all take L's <laughs> another tip um and this one is like it's a little bit harder to do so I'm gonna say like if you have the opportunity to do this it would be optimal um before you go up to someone like try and make eye contact with them First, just so they know you're coming. There, there's been, like I said, I've got my headphones on in the gym and they're blasting my music um, to try and drown out the sounds of the gym. Um, but there's been a lot of times where people come up to me, girls and guys, even like my friends, and I have no idea that they're behind me and I like stop a set and then I turn around and someone's just there in my face and I'm very caught off guard and then I can't like think properly and react properly. And then I'm like, I just embarrassed. Did I just embarrass myself? Or like he caught me so off guard. I wish I didn't give him my Instagram handle. Um, so if you see a little cutie and you just can't pass her up, try and make like a little eye contact, like a little eye contact, a little like hand up wave and then start walking, you know, so that she like knows you're coming in that direction. Just so you don't scare the shit out of someone. Plus, you'll probably get like a more 
effective and like productive conversation when the person is like has a few seconds to like mentally prepare themselves, you know? I think that one of the questions or concepts that a lot of guys get stuck on is the should I ask her right away if she has a boyfriend or not? Um, Because I know a lot of guys ask because they they just don't want to make the girl feel uncomfortable um, or like ask them on a date and then have her just be like, oh, I have a boyfriend, sorry, after you kind of put yourself out there like that. Um, I personally don't have a preference and some girls might, I don't know. So I wish I could be like, more helpful with that question but I think it comes down more to how you freight like how you actually phrase your proposition or question um like I like that guy the story I told a few weeks ago when he was waiting outside the locker room for me he opened by going hi do you have a boyfriend just like that and it sounded like it sounded really dirty and like weird to me and made me feel uncomfortable Whereas if somebody came up to me and was like, hey, like, sorry to bother you uh, d- during your workout. I don't want to interrupt. Um, by a chance, like, do you happen to have a boyfriend? That's nicer to me. And if I don't, if I, like, want to say no, I'll be like, no, I don't. But if I do need that cop out, I can also just be like, yes, I'm so sorry I do. And then you're just like, oh, it's okay. Like, no, no, don't worry. I figured I would ask. So, um, of course, and then walk away, you know? So that's how I would go about doing it if you do want to ask. Um, and if you don't want to ask, I would just say, I would just say everything in a similar tone. Like, Hey, like, so sorry to interrupt your workout. Um, I've been seeing you around the gym for like the past month or so. Just wondering if you wanted to like, like exchange, uh, dot, 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 you know, I think that's a good way to go about it. Cause it's still not coming off either way it comes off like personable. And I think that that's like the biggest thing you want to do when you're talking to anyone, whether it's in a bar, in the gym, you just don't want to come off too aggressive, come out like a personable, relatable person, you know? One more thing I'm going to mention, and I guess I should have mentioned this in the beginning when I was talking about the no-nos, but it it ties a little bit into both because I'll give like alternative suggestions. Um, Watch what you're saying, like watch the words you use when you're complimenting the person. Because as a girl, like in the gym, it's like, yeah, I'm in a sports bra and shorts sometimes. And like, well, be real, like not a lot of my body's covered. It's just, just how fashion is. Same with guys, like they'll wear like the stringers and shorts. It's, it's, yeah. And you're working out obviously to look good and stuff. Um, But I know at least for girls, like the words that you use can say a lot. That guy, going back to that guy again, he's a prime example of what not to do. Was like, you have a beautiful body, obviously. Like you could tell you work out. And that like honestly made me want to smack him in the face. Because first of all, I'm like, okay, now I feel uncomfortable because you're just examining my body with your eyeballs right now. And like, what is that supposed to mean? Like it was basically like being like, oh, I think you're really hot, like, want to go out? And I'm more than that, you know? And it's like, yes, I am going into the gym to work on myself, but I don't want to feel objectified 
You know, like I don't go to the gym to work out so guys can say you look like you work out. I go to the gym and work out so I feel comfortable in my own body and so I don't go mentally insane in the brain. <laughs> um, so personally, I like words like, oh, I thought you were really cute or I think you're really pretty or just not saying anything at all, you know, because you don't want to make a girl feel uncomfortable. Always goes back to that. You don't want to make a girl feel uncomfortable like you're objectifying her body. And I know it sounds so like blah, 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 like toughen up. Like I know. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, hey, you like you get the girl how the girl wants to be got, <laughs> you know. Um, you could tell a girl to toughen up and not take things so seriously and to heart. But that's not going to help your case if you're trying to get her on a date, you know. Um, and I think the main takeaway out of everything that I've said is it really comes down to like, you want to make the person feel as comfortable as possible when you're going in the gym. Um, and same for things like if you break up with somebody, if, if you break up with somebody and they go to their same gym, deal with your shit, fight, whatever, cry, scream at each other, go through the breakup feelings. But in the gym, that's a safe space for both of you and there shouldn't be you like you you shouldn't be making the other person feel uncomfortable even if you hate their guts that's one hour a day that you focus on you and your ex-partner will focus on them and if it really bothers you that much then what can you do you could switch gyms you could switch what time you go um but the gym is not a place to hash out your relationship drama it it's also going to make every not only like one of the parties involved uncomfortable but everybody else around that's listening to will feel uncomfortable um but that's really it you know I, I don't want to discourage people from like ever going up to like a girl in the gym um but I hope that this segment was kind of helpful in okay what do girls like what do girls not like how should I go about approaching my gym crush it works for guys and girls. So like I said, I'll recap my main points and takeaways on my blog so you have it in writing and feel free. Let me know if something I've said works. Let me know if something I said didn't work and it blew up in your face and I will personally apologize. <laughs> uh, but that's that's it for this segment. We're going to move on with today's episode. We're chugging along, baby. It is time for questions today, and I didn't get that many, so I'll remind you guys again. I do post um, a question box every Monday up on my story, so you can either put your questions there, or you can DM me. I've had some people DM me this week. Uh, leave me a comment on my page, however however you want to reach out. Go for it. <laughs> okay. I got three questions for today, though. First one is, do you do makeup for the gym? If so, spill. Uh, great question, actually. So I don't do makeup for the gym um, on a regular basis. Like if I'm working from home or it's the weekend, I will not do makeup for the gym. And the reason for that is because over the past few years, I have developed cystic acne. Yes. <laughs> Everybody develops cystic acne when they're like 16. But my body said 21 she's to has not have enough acne. Let's, let's fix that. Uh, so for the past few years, I've had 
to deal with that. And I just don't really like to have foundation and stuff on my face while I'm working out because I get all sweaty and whatnot. Um, And I feel like it just clogs my pores. However, that being said, you guys know that I go to the gym after work um, every day and there are three days that I work in the office. So uh, I actually read this online for people that have cystic acne. The best type of foundation is a non-comodogenic foundation. So I was like, non-comod- what? Like, I can't even say that word. It must be hella expensive. Great. So then I proceeded to Google non-comodogenic foundations. Turns out CoverGirl makes one. So I'm going to, oh, it's in my bag, so I'm not going to grab it right now. But I use the, um, it's like a matte or poreless or something like that. It's the blue one from CoverGirl. It's their non-comodogenic foundation. Um, and I have been using this and working out in it like three times a week. And I haven't seen myself like break out from that reason. I don't think so. Whether you have cystic acne or not, I think that a non-comodogenic, uh, comedon, comedongenic, whatever you, it's comed, comedone is like the thing and it's comedongenic, whatever. Um, that type of foundation is probably the best just because it is supposed to be like better for your skin and not clog your pores and whatnot. So I would recommend that. As far as like an eyeshadow and mascara, I don't really think that matters in my opinion, but I do use the Dior 3D. Um, it's like 3D show, Dior show 3D mascara. I had gotten it and I, yes, I use Dior bitch. I'm fancy. No, I'm just kidding. I got it as a gift, like it was a party favor and I tried it and I simply can't go back. So now I'm sucked into buying like this $30 mascara, but it is worth it. It's worth it. (sighs) Okay. Next question. Thoughts on supplements, specifically super greens for someone not eating veggies. Okay. So I am actually, in the next few weeks, I'm going to do a whole entire episode on what supplements I use, what their purposes are, blah, blah, blah. But because he said specifically super greens, um, I'm going to talk about that. I think that super greens are perfect for the individual who does not like to eat vegetables. I always joke around with my friends, like um, my friend at work, Tamara, we always joke around saying, if you don't eat vegetables, you need to grow up. (laughs) Which is like, it's me. Like I could say that to her because we're friends, but I'm not going to tell you guys that. I've always just, I like vegetables now, but my mom like forced us to eat them as a kid. So it was just never not an option, but that's not what the question asks. So going back to the question, super greens, essentially, if you're buying from the right brand, like one up, which is what I use, all it is, is powderized fruit and vegetables. And I think some of them add stevia in it just for like flavor. Um, they make different flavored ones. So it doesn't taste like a freaking green bean. Um, but it's a whole mix of fruits and vegetables. So it's essentially like you're getting all the vitamins that you would if you were eating the real thing, but you could just drink it and it tastes good. And even if you don't like the taste, you can suck it up and you can chug it and then uh, it'll be over and you'll get your vitamins in for the day. 
Because we we live in a society where things like this exist. There's no reason not to be eating your damn fruits and vegetables, you know? So huge, huge fan of Super Greens. Obviously, you guys know that I use 1-Ups. Um, and they have a whole bunch of different flavors. I think my, my favorite bounces between mango and peach. I'm going to go mango. Okay. One last question from you guys this week. Any suggestions to grow back slash improve back strength? Um, and then she said, thanks, girl. You're a rock star. And that made me really happy. So thank you for saying that because I would love to be a rock star. And I love getting that compliment. <laughs> um, but so suggestions to grow back and improve back strength. <sighs> this is th- so targeting the back, same as every other muscle. My number one um, piece of advice is going to be to, to utilize progressive overload. So what I mean by that is to make sure, like be conscious of the weight that you're using and the amount of reps that you're doing. You want the goal to be for you to climb up, up, up a ladder. So let's say you're doing the lat pull down um, and you're starting at four sets of 10 at 50 pounds. Once that those 10 reps are easy, okay, we'll drop the the reps to like six or eight reps, uh, reps and we'll up the weight. And then when that's comfortable, we'll up the reps. And it's a repeat cycle of progressive overload. So that would be my one tip. And then my second tip is to make sure that you're targeting all parts of the back. You can use my workouts because I all my back workouts hit the whole entire back. I'm very conscious of that when planning my workouts. But a lot of the times we fly through exercises just doing like what we see people do, not really knowing what they target. There's a lot of different parts to the back. Obviously, it's a very big muscle group. So you want to be making sure that you're doing exercises that hit all the parts. You want to hit the traps and the um, even like the rear delts too. You don't want to be doing a whole entire workout of just lat exercises, if that makes sense. Um, but those are the questions for the week, and that's all I have for you guys. So let's get into this week's interview. All right, guys, I'm here with one of my friends actually from high school, Frank, today. Um, Frank, I actually don't know how to pronounce your last name. Just yeah, before. Uh, a lot of people usually have trouble with it. So it's Sanciata. Sanciata. Okay. I would have guessed Sanciota, so I was close. Yeah. Better you people usually it. say people usually say Cincinnati, but <laughs> it's okay. Nobody says my last name right either. I would get when, I would yeah. get a lot from like this teachers and just so embarrassing. Um Anyway, I wanted to have you on today because for those that are listening, I guess me and Frank went to high school together, um, but I feel like we both just did our sports and like went home and called it a day and then we graduated and both got like super into lifting around the same time and we've had like similar paths these past few years. Yeah. connected over it though. No, yeah. Uh, Yeah, sports definitely brought me into it and it was kind of like towards the end end of high school. In the beginning, I wasn't so much into it. Um. So what got you into, like, actually being serious about weightlifting and, like, starting your page and stuff? Um. So I, like, 
I lifted here and there like early in high school, but wasn't really consistent with it. And I kind of got more serious when I was getting serious about playing sports in college. Um, I knew I needed to get stronger and the competition was only getting stronger. So it was my only, only option really. Um, so after I think it was junior year of high school in the winter, uh, one of my buddies, Joey Kakama, yep, I know Joey. <laughs> he, he, re- he really got me into it. He taught me everything. And then, um, I kind of just stuck with it. I really liked it. Um, it was kind of like another sport. That's how I looked at it and it benefited me in multiple ways. Uh, and I kind of just stuck with it. Yeah. I, I feel like the same way. And I know you've posted a lot of pictures like, um, of your, tra- just like your transformation over time and yeah. I'm sh- sure you feel the same way, but I think a lot of people struggle with like your progress physically is going to align with like how much you learn and like your learning curve, I guess, as far as that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, did, what did, what did you find to be like a, like the hardest part for you or like what, what piece of knowledge I should say changed the game for you and you were able to, to see like better physical results? Um, well, it was kind of se- like being around other people that were doing the same thing, but that have been doing it for longer and you saw how serious and how strict they were with certain things. Yeah. And you like it kind of helped me realize like if I wanted to get to their level, I need to take it as serious as they were si- taking it. Right. Um, for like in the beginning, just like establishing kind of like a foundation of um, like hmm, how do I put it. J- yeah. Just like a foundation in general, like understanding what works for you mm-hmm. um, and like fitting it in your schedule. And like talking to other people around you, like it, it just always helped. Yeah. I like that you said it's like, if you really want to make a change and you have to sit down and be strict with yourself. Yeah. I feel like that was the same for me where I was like bullshitting around like, oh yeah, I'm counting my yeah. calories, but not really. Um, no, yeah, definitely. But you've like, I mean, you look great right now. You, you've been able to like maintain and like grow your body and stuff. Do you, um, do you like go out on the weekends or like anything? Um, okay. Occasionally I do, um, during the week if when I'm working like Monday through Friday, I'm super strict with everything so that when it comes to the weekend, I can kind of like be more loosely like tracking stuff. Um, I'll like the only way I'm able to maintain is because I track more days than I don't. So like having a work schedule and like having that part five days a week definitely like helps me keep everything aligned. Yeah. No, I like that you pointed that out. Um, because I feel like I'm the same way uh where it's like I, I'm very strict with myself during the week when I work and all that stuff um so when Saturday rolls around it's like I know what meals I'm putting into my body but like I can go out and have room for like a few drinks no yeah exactly yeah no and I think it's important to um for like I guess people like ourselves who it's like I mean I don't know if you have any intentions on like ever competing or anything mm-hmm. but as of right now like you're not right right now um I'm, I'm thinking about uh competing in, at the end of june next year okay so go, that's like a go down time. yeah go down uh i'm thinking about going down and compete in texas and then probably do like a local show around here okay cool have you talked to yeah. uh coleman at all he's like uh, i haven't i've reached out here and there but i haven't like like sat down like called him or like had a full conversation with him at all yeah he's like he's super i go to uh i go to kingdom now it's in marble mm-hmm. okay um, I don't know how far. Are you still like in Owl? I'm same spot. Yeah, I haven't went anywhere. 
Yeah, I, mo- I like moved a little bit, but I just moved like 10 minutes away. Okay. Um, it's really nice. And you can like, it's still pretty quiet because uh, they just opened like a month ago. Mm-hmm. But most of the people that go there are like body, like seasoned bodybuilders and stuff. And you can learn a lot from just like hanging around them. And- no, yeah. Being, being around is the, being around the right people like what you want to do with it definitely helps so much because there's so many little things that um, they learn from experience and you can just build off of the knowledge that they share with you, which is like awesome when you run into people like that. That's the reason, like I tell people to get a personal trainer too, when they're so unsure is like, like I said, in the beginning, everything, like your body's going to change based on how much you know and how fast Mm -hmm. you're learning. So if you have resources out there, even if it is just like the people you surround yourself with in the gym, you're just, Soak up all the knowledge you can get. Be a sponge. Yeah. Be quicker. No, yeah, it's it's really true. Just pick pick up pick their brain and see what you can get from it. Because everyone's like all the encounters and conversations you have with different people, like you learn something from it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so what do you do? You went to Rowan, right? Yeah, I went to I went to Rowan for mechanical engineering. Oh wow, (laughs) that's so out of my realm. I wish I had a brain like that. Uh, so what do you do? Like, what do you do full time? So, so for work, I do um, my main thing is I work as an engineer for a product development team. We work with like um, we do like hospitality. We're like in the hospitality business and we do like bathroom accessories and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's like the modeling and 3D software and all the stuff like that. 3D software. That's it. So do you are you uh, in a like hybrid or work from home or uh, now I'm in office every day. But it, yeah, it's, it's, it's only like 15 minutes. So it's not that far. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Damn. So I've, I've never, I actually don't think I've talked to someone yet or even just like my friends that it has to go in every single day. Yeah. It's- Since I started after graduating, I've been in the office every single day. I've never had hybrid. Wow. Damn. I mean, it's just your, I'm assuming that yours is your job is like very collaborative and like hands-on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be hard to do. So what is your, uh, What's like your typical schedule? Because I feel like I hear from a lot of people like, oh, it's so hard to go to the gym or like to eat healthy when I work and go in the office. Yeah, definitely. So uh, during the week, it's it's like to the T, like it's the exact same every single day. Mm -hmm. I go, uh, I'll wake up around 7, 7.30, make breakfast, get to work by 8. And then I work from 8 to 5, get home, get to the gym by 6 get home by eight and then have dinner uh get everything together and then do like my editing and like all the content stuff and then uh I usually go to bed like 12 or 1 and then do it all over again I'm in bed at like 10 30 p.m no yeah it's it's hard with like editing the stuff it definitely takes a lot of time but yeah yeah your videos are so much more like edited that I just kind of like film on my camera and I'm like here Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I'm framing this right. Yeah. It's definitely look more I, professional. I kind of I kind of just learn and put things together. Yeah. It's fun. It's like fun to do though. And somebody, oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody told me when I first started working at my job, like I was asking for advice. Mm-hmm. The older guy said, um, never lose, like never stop doing the things that you love. Otherwise, you're just going to get so immersed in work and you're going to wake up 40 years from now and be like, I hate my life. Yeah. Oh, it's no, like yeah, you know, we put extra work on time. ourselves but it's fun yeah yeah it is and then like at the end of the day like you kind of get to like chop up like what you recorded and it's cool yeah you see it all come together it's fun yeah i like to like 
it's kind of nerdy, but I like to film myself too, just so I can look back at myself and see like yeah. progression over time or like maybe I thought I was that my form was really great. And then I look at the video and I'm like, oh shit, like I know. Gotta- yeah. I've definitely seen that. You look back and then you're you kind of surprised. You thought it was like uh more quality than yeah. what you're actually doing. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, do you like lift with anyone or do you go by yourself? Yes. So um I lift first two days during the week i'm by myself and then towards the end of the week i work out with uh samim oh that's cool Osmond, yeah so that's i've been going with him for a while now that's awesome i haven't yep. seen i haven't really seen or heard anything from him in a while yeah that's kind of that's like a nice mix though i i personally like i do like working out by myself and stuff but there are a few exercises um like bench press and stuff that i yeah i, I would like to have a buddy over my over my yeah shoulder. definitely it, it's a little nice in the beginning of the week Cause it's like always busy on Mondays and Tuesdays. So it kind of speeds things up. Um, but yeah, have for like going for PRs or like heavier lifts and you want to go for something like that. It's definitely nice having someone. Yeah. Did you uh, get your certification for personal training? I did not, but I'm working towards it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So are you like taking the course and stuff now? Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm like just getting into it and stuff. It's tough. <laughs> I'm, yeah, just, it's I'm also like, I put a lot of pressure on myself with like studying and mm-hmm wise that i was i was way more stressed than i think i needed to be for that yeah <laughs> which which one uh did you go for i did it through nasa okay yeah what are you doing like that's, a, yeah, that's the one i'm going for yeah, it's it's good and you can learn a lot and then with the continuing education and stuff they'll send out um emails or something about like if things change like new new science revelations have proved mm-hmm. something otherwise um yeah that's awesome yeah, the con- continue education courses, they're kind of expensive, but mm-hmm. they're cool because yeah. you can look into, um, it's like mini courses on things like studying sleep and like mm-hmm. uh, recovery and, and just like a deep dive into. Yeah, all the little things, but they make a big difference at the end. Yeah. Um, so go kind of going back to your work day, mm-hmm. do you, this is probably like a stupid question, but I know that everyone listening is going to want to hear. Do you like bring your lunch and like snacks and stuff with you or do you eat out at work? Uh, so I never order. I bring the same lunch and the same um, like oh, I make like oats. which is like mm-hmm. the snack. I'll have the same snack and the same lunch every day, Monday through Thursday, not on Fridays. I so do. that yeah, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just helps with stay, like having the what the four or five days when you're you know exactly how many calories you're having Mm -hmm. it just helps you like prepare for the weekend because you're not stressed you're not thinking about it it's kind of just like I know I'll be okay until Monday and then you're back yeah so what do you what do you eat for lunch I'm curious uh so it's it's honestly super light the lunch is just um I do like one of the low carb uh tortillas Mm -hmm. and then I do eight ounces of chicken holy crap and then some cheese and like seasonings and stuff and that's really it and then i'll throw in uh like protein um bar or protein um like the quest chips cool yeah, yeah. i uh, people are always asking for like meal uh, mm-hmm. suggestions and stuff especially going into work i do yeah. like the same thing mm-hmm. and i think people like when they hear it like oh same thing every day like that's such a turn off like i don't want yeah but well i the way i see it one if you like what you're eating like, mm-hmm. like there's meals that I make that I'm like, I really could eat this every single day. Um, and two, when you like 
get home at eight o'clock and like you're getting ready for the next day at nine o'clock and you're tired, it's so easy to just do the same quick meal then be like, yeah, what should I make for lunch tomorrow? Yeah, you don't have to think about it. And honestly, with those, I prep them all. Like, I'll prep them all tonight. Like, later on, I'll prep them. I'll prep four of them, and then I'm done for the week. Okay. It's super quick. It probably takes, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. I would do – I would probably do the same thing if I went in three days mm-hmm. a week or five days a week. But I go in three. So I'm Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, okay. Lunch. That's nice. Yeah. I do a lot of uh, – I do a lot of salads for my lunch at work just because it's easy. Mm-hmm. And I use a lot of like all the leftover ingredients that's yeah. floating around my house. It's kind of just like yep. a, a mishmash of like whatever will taste good. Um, and with the salads, I don't want them to sit and like get all gross. Yeah. Whatever, you can't prep it too. Yeah. I know what you mean. I cook all my chicken and like my meat for the week on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. I have to do it today, even though it's eight o'clock right now. Yeah. But I cook all my meat. So then if I like, it takes me two seconds to throw a, like makeshift salad mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's easy once once you like work with the same thing every single week you know what you can make super quick yeah and it's like it's also what works for your body too like what's going to keep you like satiated throughout the day mm-hmm. so like dying of hunger. yeah definitely yeah do you go to the gym like right from work or do you go home first because you live close to yeah so i so i go home first and then I don't bring anything to work, which is nice. If I had a longer commute, I definitely would have to. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty quick to get from work home and then to the gym. That's so, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I work, um, it takes me 45 minutes in the morning. And then, oh, wow. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's not that bad in the morning because it gives me mm-hmm. time to like, I'll listen to my music or turn on a podcast and like my brain can kind of start like functioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually like awake when I get into the office, but. The ride home, the ride home is pretty brutal. I was going to, um, there's like a crunch over by Rutgers because I actually have to pass through Rutgers to get home. Mm-hmm. I was going there just to avoid rush hour traffic, but now that I've been spoiled going to this like new empty gym, I, I just I take the drive and just go straight from work, or I personal train some days after work and then I okay, forget. and that personal train at that at the new gym or the one by um, Rutgers. So I, when I was in school, I started personal training for Rutgers, like back when there wasn't virtual stuff and it was just, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and I kept that job cause it's, they pay for my continuing education. It's extra money in my pocket cool. and I, yeah, I do definitely. love to do it. So mm-hmm. I still have that job. Um, I have mostly zoom clients now because COVID and that stuff yeah. started happening, mm-hmm. but I do have one girl that's in person. I see her once a week. So okay. that's Rutgers. cool go do my things that's one of those days where like all three meals are with me when yeah (laughs) yeah definitely yeah oh well i don't i don't know if i had too much too many other questions for you it was kind of it was like nice getting to catch up yeah catch up i feel like i always see like your like posts obviously every day and stuff yeah they Um, always pop i know and then i'm like sitting around bored and i'm like oh i uh, that's why I reached out. I was like, I literally haven't talked to Frank. And no, yeah. Like, went to high school. Hey, yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Anything else like exciting going on in your life? Um, right now, not really. It's kind of just been the same thing. Recently, I came back from Texas. I went down to uh, the summer shredding event. That was pretty cool. Yeah, how'd you like it? I went last year. How'd you like it? I thought it was really cool. It was the first time I've ever been there. Um, 
the Houston in general is pretty cool. Uh, first time, like I've never been anywhere over there. Um, I thought the area was cool. The gym was awesome. Meeting all the different people, like with the industry and learning a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I was able to pick like a lot of people's brains and it was cool to meet them in person. Uh, it was definitely like an awesome experience. Yeah, especially because if you're looking into like competing and stuff, that's a great place to yeah. just go and meet people. They're all about that there. Yeah, they are. Everyone I was is like, about it. Yeah, when I went, I'm so I have like no plans of competing ever. Mm-hmm. I just for my mental health, like it's not for me. Yep. Um. So when I went, I was so overwhelmed because everyone, everyone that I like met was like, "Why don't like Why don't you want to compete? What do you compete in? What have you? Yeah, oh they do. They, they I all ask you. Like, <laughs> I don't want to give you my life story right now. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. I didn't think of that, but that's true. They all do compete, and they're that's what they're all they're all about. That still really cool. I I went last year, so I only got to go to like the Alpha Lee gym. I didn't get to go mm-hmm. to Alpha Land. How How oh, is Alpha it? Land's awesome? Yeah. Did you it's, eat it's, there? I heard. I did. Uh, one one day I did. Um, okay. Yeah, it was good. But some people have mixed reviews. It's like hit or miss what you get. Okay. I wanted. But, yeah, I wanted to know if it was like. It's not. Oh. It's nothing crazy, but it's like it's there. It's at the gym. It's pretty cool. But, it's like macro friendly. Like, do they? Like- um, I didn't look that much into it. I oh. think it's supposed to be. Okay. But I didn't see anything where it was like this meal is this and this meal is that. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't. Oh, notice I feel like thing. that would be the first. Th- like, that's the first thing I would do is go and be like, "All right, what are yeah." The, what are the uh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't notice it, but maybe they have it online or something. I have. I didn't look into it. Maybe still. Yeah. That's. I've been wanting to go to Alpha Land. I just think if I go back to Texas, it has to not be during summer shredding. So. I can... Oh yeah, yeah, that can't happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I need, I need to breathe. <laughs> it's insane when they have those events. I know, but it uh, it was really cool getting to see like Chris, Christian Guzman like mm-hmm. in the flesh. Yeah, he's just yeah, alive. it's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and I don't know, I've never been. That was the only bodybuilding show that I actually got to go see. So mm-hmm. it was cool. Not for yeah. not my type of thing. Competitions, but good experience. And yeah, for sure. Now I could say I've been in Texas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well. I guess that's really it. It's a Sunday night, so I don't want to stop you from your meal prep and yeah. all, cooking all your stuff. <laughs> Getting everything together. Yeah, Sunday scaries are starting to creep in as I realize that there's yeah. some stuff I have to do tonight. I appreciate you having me. This is yeah, awesome, uh, do you want to tell everybody where they can follow you on Instagram and whatever before? Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm on uh, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and you can find me at frankc.fit. Perfect. On all of them? Yep, on all of them. Perfect. Nice and easy for everyone. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Frank. I'll have to come come have you come on again and we'll hang out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. That pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. Of course, I'm going to leave you with a song of the week. And being what we have learned today, I'm going to suggest what have could have should have by Taylor Swift from her new album, Midnights. For you guys um this week that is the john mayer song that we were talking about and i want to discuss it i want you to listen and 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 think what you think um but i'm gonna wrap it up for today i'll see you guys next week don't forget to subscribe and leave me a review because i never want you guys to miss an episode and follow me on instagram and tiktok at lifts with liz i promise that my voice will be here next week so Thank you for hanging tight with me. Love you guys.